Welcome everybody to the first episode of 2024. It's the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast. My name is Parker Bennett, real estate agent here at Royal LePage Westwind Realty in the uh, today's snow-covered city of Kamloops. And I want to jump right into today's cast where I'm going to summarize a 2023 year in review from the perspective of the real estate world. And uh, if we have time, I'm going to take a peekaboo at what we can expect for the year ahead. However, before we dive into that, I want to take a moment to express my true gratitude to the incredible community of listeners. I want you to know that your support fuels the engine behind this podcast, and I would really love to hear from you. If you find this content helpful or entertaining, hopefully a little bit of both, um, or if there's a specific topic that you'd like us to cover, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews like this give me the biggest high five ever. And they also help other homeowners and savvy investors or anyone looking to navigate through the uh, Kamloops real estate market. So stop what you're doing right now. Head over to your favorite platform and uh, share your thoughts. Leave a review. Much, much appreciated. Big high five to me. My name is Parker Bennett, and I've spent the last 20 years helping people through the process of their largest single investment they may ever make, their home. From building inspector to real estate agent, I've chalked up a number of great experiences and strategies for everything related to the home buying experience. This podcast is dedicated to anything and everything around the Kamloops real estate market. Welcome to the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast. Okay, what would a real estate podcast be without a well-articulated, summarized version of our year in review? So... Without further ado, let's jump into statistical data. So let's just benchmark back a little bit to the month of December 2023, um, because we've got final stats in for that month. Uh, Benchmark price for single-family detached homes, $650,000, with an average time of those properties selling in 69 days. So it's taken a little while for single-family detached homes to sell. Inventory is up another 480 single-family detached homes as compared to the month of December, uh, sorry, November. Now that's all good and great. Uh, Month-to-month data is, you know, it's it's helpful in evaluating things. But when we look back to the housing crisis and in five and 10 years, when we look back to the COVID housing market, we're not going to be looking at month-to-month data. We're going to be looking at a year in total. So I have put together statistical data that will let us look at the year in review, 2023. So if we start out by looking at the total sales inside of the city of Kamloops for 2023, we have 1,942 sales, okay? That's down 8% over 2022, total number of sales. Of those 1,942 sales. We had 1,029 single-family detached homes that sold, which is also down 8% year-over-year from 2022. Now, this is interesting. Total value of real estate transacted uh, in the year of 2023 is $1,211,620,000 of real estate transactions which is insane. It's an insane amount of money. 
Um, and that number is also down by $197 million over 2022. So uh, volume of sales definitely down. Days on the market, a, a term that you hear real estate agents use quite often. When we talk about days in the market, we're talking about the houses or properties that have sold. How long did it take for those properties to sell? Now, looking back at December stats, we had uh, 69 days uh, for properties to sell, but that was single family detached homes. The total year in all of real estate is 50 days on the market, which sold 40% faster um, in 2022. Now, if we look at, uh, and this is a stat that I just like to throw out there and eventually it's going to not be, it's not becoming, it will quickly become not applicable as almost every house is getting closer and closer to hitting that, uh, million dollar mark. But we had $146 million sales in the month of, or sorry, in the year of 2023. And, uh, in the year of 2022, we had $236 million sales. That's substantially lower. Average single family detached home price through the year of 2023, $778,000. Okay. Now we talk a little bit about the benchmark price. We talk about the average single family detached price. We talk about the median price. These are all different metrics that we use to evaluate, um, kind of an average home. Now, when I say the word average price, I'm talking about, you know, if there was three sales and one was a dollar and one was a million and one was 150,000, okay? We would be adding all three of those up and dividing them by three and that would give it the average price. But in a median price, what we're looking at is actually the middle sale when you look at from bottom to top in uh, total uh, sold um, price value. So in a median version of that same token, we have $726,000 is the median price for a single family detached home in Kamloops in the year of 2023. And the median days on the market is 33, whereas the average days on the market for single family detached homes is 47. And the average days on the market for all properties in 2023, 50. Uh, the benchmark price for a single family detached home, 650,000 bucks. Okay. Now let's just jump into 2022 for a second. We talked about, uh, the sales being down. There was 2,117 sales in 2022 of that 1,115 were single family detached homes, considerably lower. We talked about $197 million of total generated, uh, sale volume through the year. Uh, looking at 2022, uh, there was 1409198000 bucks. It's incredible. Okay, the average price for a single-family detached home in 2022 is $833,000. And now we're at $778,000. So it's definitely come down roughly about 4%. The median house price in 2022 was $765,000, whereas this year we're $726,000. So we're, we're down a little bit. Um, and just to give you some relativity of the sales volume in Kamloops. So we had 1,942 sales in 2023. We had 2,117 the year prior to that. In 2021, we had 
almost 3,100 sales. Uh, 2020, 2,500 sales. 2019, 2,300 sales. 2018, 2,500 sales. So like we're considerably down in 2023 for how many units actually sold in the city limits. And the narrative behind that is completely obvious. We did not have inventory. Okay, now as I look at this sheet, I'm, I, I, I must uh, make amends. The, the average single-family detached price has dropped by 7% over the year prior. I, I, I'm looking at this and I'm like calculating in my head. Uh, no, it's not going to work. Use a calculator. <laughs> okay, so we're down 7% over 2022, which is super interesting, right? Now let's take a look at uh, some of the narrative behind what had happened in real estate in, uh, in the year past. We had a substantial reason for the sales volume in real estate uh, that started a year ago with the rising uh, interest rates from the Bank of Canada. So the Bank of Canada in January 2023 um, was sitting about 4.25%. That was the overnight uh, rate. And then we rose over the course of that year to 5%. Now we topped out at 5%. Uh, I think in September of the past year, and we've been sitting firmly at 5% for an overnight rate, which has started to get people excited about real estate again, uh, which is great if you're a real estate agent and a mortgage broker, um, and really the economy in general. So the Bank of Canada released a, a report in um, early in 2023 indicating that there was higher uh, inflation and they were looking at getting that inflation. That's what they call the CPI, which is consumer price index. They were trying to get that to uh, a 2% evaluation. And the trend was starting to come down with the increase in the overnight rate. Uh, Recently, um, the November was the last time I think they put out an actual statement. Um, The CPI index at that point in time was 3.5%, which is now down to 3.1%. So we're still on that uh, spiral down to a favorable 2%, what the government feels is the target CPI index. And um, for now, I think they're going to leave interest rates. So they've even spoken a little bit about uh, off the record about uh, interest rates going down in 2024, which would be exciting. Uh, lots of renewals coming up, lots of narrative looking at the idea that you know all these people who purchased uh, years ago will be up for renewal in 2024, 2025. And if the interest rates are super high, there might be some default on some of those mortgages because interest rates have pretty much doubled. In some cases, they've tripled. Um, And people just may not be able to afford that, even though uh, we implemented sort of a qualifying rate for people, like a benchmark rate that you needed to qualify, even though you were going to be paying a lower rate. Um, But they wanted to make, they wanted to ensure that people were going to be able to qualify for a higher rate because they knew the interest rates may go up. So interest rates pretty much push the market into a slower moving turtle-like state. And in 2024, with the CPI index now just about hitting that 2% mark, uh, I feel that the interest rates are going to stabilize, if nothing else. Uh, Them going up doesn't seem realistic. Them going down mildly might be the scenario. But if we hit that target rate of 2%, uh, which seems favorable that we would hit that in 2024 if the trend continues. And I suspect that real estate um, will be very stable moving forward to 2024. And in 
in saying stable, uh, prices might even rebound uh, from that 7% lull that we were in. It, it could very well rebound, you know, 2%, 3%. Somewhere in this range, I think is probably more realistic and more favorable for the market conditions because we do have a tremendous amount of dip demand for housing. And that demand is only increasing as immigration continues to rise. Um, you know, there was talks over a year ago that we were going to be, you know, immigrating about a 150,000 people into uh, Canada, which was nowhere near that number. It was closer to uh, half a million people that immigrated over the course of the last 12 months. So they have sped up the immigration process. And with that, um, we're in a demand for housing. So summarizing that uh, bit of a lull in real estate for as far as volume is concerned, I think we can trigger that up to um, interest rates probably solely and the fact that pricing was getting a little bit carried away. And there was definitely a correction that needed to happen in order for uh, buyers to be comfortable with uh, new mortgage prices. Now, coming up in 2024, we also have new builds. Um, there's not a lot of literature on this. And if you read economists uh, from, you know, specific regions of like Canadian Housing and Mortgage Company, um, you may find that the narrative has switched throughout the year. Um, more housing is needed. Uh, there's incentivized incentives to, to build new housing and more so on the densification process of like high rises and more dense, dense, dense type structures. Um, but single family detached homes, which is a primary new build for our region, I think they're down considerably. Um, just had a builder that I work with apply for a new building permit for a new structure and wait times were extremely short because it was one of very few houses on the docket. So indicating that um, probably not a lot of new builds, you know, new builds will be down in 2024 for sure. And there's other factors that are going with that. The cost of materials skyrocketed through COVID. So, you know, tile and, and uh, wood, lumber was one of the major factors that pushed a lot of uh, house prices up through the roof for new builds, new construction, but also getting stuff from China, which, you know, a lot of building materials come from that direction. Um, and they've doubled and tripled in price. So that, that doubles and triples the price of the home. And when you get a single family detached home, that's 775,000 bucks and you're building a very comparable home uh, that's brand new and you can't touch that price. Well, then the used inventory is going to be selling and rising in price until it gets to that state at which a new build, you know, obviously a new build is always a little prettier, a little nicer, a little newer, a little more efficient. And so, you know, buyers want to participate in buying those, um, you know, but when the gap's too far away, uh, you know, you might get more for your money just buying a, you know, a, a slightly less new house and maybe doing modifications to that home to bring it up to snuff to, to appease your, um, you know, to appease your, your, your taste buds. Now, another factor, yeah, again, a third factor into the new build um, situation is that we are in what's called a, a net zero program, um, which is independent of the BC building code, but yet it's, it's basically paralleled with the BC building code. And um, net zero by 2020, 2032 is what the government is targeting for all new construction. Now, of that, we call it the step code. There's five steps to the process of achieving net zero. And we are currently sitting in step three. Now, I'm not going to get into a whole lot of details, but because it's very confusing. 
But essentially, the step three basically looks like this. The houses that are built today, if I'm summarizing this in a paragraph, the houses that are built today in a step three program need to be 20% more efficient than homes that were built to the specifications of the new home, uh, new home construction, BC building code. And we're going to be moving to a step four phase in 2027, and that's going to require an additional 20% efficiency, which is going to be now 40% more efficient than a standard home built to specifications of the BC building code. The step five, which is dates to be announced, which is pushing towards 2032, um, that is where basically they're saying the efficiency level of a home is so great that the, the amount of energy used and the amount of energy it generates is equivalent and we are, don't waste any energy with a home. I don't think they have a lot of specs on that yet because I still think they're trying to iron out the details on how that's going to happen. But the, the narrative from the building community is that achieving these specifications just cost incredible amounts more uh, in labor um, because the, the, the process of building a home has changed so much. Um, the, the construction methods are changing, but also the materials that they're using, greater uh, insulation values, um, you know, building a two by six wall now is much greater, much more different than you did uh, five years ago, whereas it's just two by six framed in wood. And now you're trying to get thermal breaks between where the stud fits in between the walls. And so there's just a greater amount of labor and a greater amount of cost associated to builders. And that's driving the prices up. And we're supposed to be building more houses, but yet we haven't equalized that price gap. So uh, new builds, forecasting downward uh, for 2024, at least in the single family de- detached zone, because there's a ton of money from the government to build low rises and high rises and densify more communities. But for the single family detached community, that's where we're at. Now, another factor on the horizon is the um, new zoning requirements that are being mandated from the government down to municipalities, which will allow zoning to to create more densification in the zoning of uh, standard lots in city limits. And Kamloops is one of, I think, 10 communities that are participating in this. Um, I don't think it's participation as far as the city is concerned. I think the government has said, hey, listen, you guys are a big community. You top the list. Uh, We want to put more densification in and around your area. And so at the end of December, we talked about this in the last podcast, but at the end of December, the requirements were mandated to be delivered to the municipalities and the municipalities have till the end of June of this coming year to finalize and display that uh, new requirements to the public so that the public can take advantage of densifying, you know, the areas in and around the community. So uh, what will happen in later parts of this year is I think you're going to see greater amounts of value on lots that have the ability to build more structures. Okay. Um, if you currently have a home with an unused basement, you know, building a basement suite, that that's kind of old news. The city has already made that requirement much easier to qualify. The zoning allows for that. Um, but moving forward now, you may be able to have two basement suites uh, plus having a detached structure like a garden house or a carriage suite on your lot if the lot complies. And recently the lot and the zoning didn't comply for more multifamily situations, but um, to becoming is going to be this new zoning requirements that's going to put put owners in a situation where they'll at least have the ability to attempt to densify their lot. Um, I'm not sure 
if subdivision will shrink, like if lot sizes are going to get smaller and you'll be able to subdivide more, I just think they'll be able to build more structures on your, your lot as it sits. So if you're sitting on a, you know, a 10,000 square foot lot right now in the city of Kamloops, you're kind of on that brink of the house is situated right and the streets, you know, like laid out correctly and you have the ability to park lots of vehicles in the front, then, you know, a garden suite typically fits that lot size. Um, but I think you're going to get to a, a greater degree of that now where if you have a 10 to maybe 12,000 square foot lot, you might be able to build multiple structures on that, on that uh, moving forward. But details to come because at this point we don't know. And in talking with the city of Cantaloupe, uh, they're not releasing any information at this point in time. So we will wait. So interest rates to summarize, interest rates going to go down or stabilize, which is good news for, for buyers. Uh, right now, I think the five-year fixed rate is somewhere about five and a quarter percent. Looking at the last, you know, 50 years of data for interest rates, that's pretty comparable to the average, to the median. Um, we've had high interest rates in the past, but, you know, relative to the last three or four years, 5% seems like really high, but I think that that's going to be the norm moving forward for a, a greater period. Now, in saying that, we've been just plagued with constant disruption in, in our in our world, COVID and, you know, not being able to get materials out of China and, uh, you know, just ongoing issues, forest fires, which all changes the dynamics of a home. So um, I think moving in 2024, you're probably going to see prices go up a small amount. I think we're going to have lots of of sales this year relative to the year of past, probably something more realistic of like 2,500 units, um, which will probably make for a very comfortable year you probably won't hear so much news about real estate as a, a, a peak or a valley, but kind of somewhere more in between. And uh, if you're on the fence for purchasing a home, I can't say this enough. Uh, now, before the spring gets fired up, this is probably a fantastic time to get in, uh, purchase a home without being in a competing situation. Um, there's lots of inventory out there. We've had more inventory now than we have had probably for like 18 months uh, at least. And so the inventory levels are reasonable and uh, interest rates are kind of stabilized and it feels cozy, comfy and cozy if you can handle a five, five and a quarter right now, I think five year fixed, somewhere in that range. And I think you probably get to beat that a little bit yet, but uh, it's a really good time to be shopping for a property right now if you're uh, looking in the city counts. So on that note, uh, that's a 2023 summarized version of uh, what we can what we had in the in the past 12 months and kind of what we can expect moving forward. Of course, like any good prediction, uh, it's a it's a working model and we'll always update it as as things progress. Mm-hmm.